Hello, dear listener. Are you looking for a trusted name in terror? Then please, allow me to introduce you to an award-winning author with a nightmarish imagination, Miss Crystal Connor. peeps and welcome back to this corridor of the horror den and this episode of a few notes from the author the show that talks all horror everything with yours truly me if you're new here welcome but i do need to let you know that due to my strong personal convictions my work in every way endorses the idea of the demonic so please note that the contents here along with the contents in the other corridors are mature in nature and oftentimes will be entrenched within the realm of the unsettling Okay, so now that's out of the way, how about a quick word from our sponsors? Yes, you. So are the zombies Look, capable we of- don't, We don't like to use the Z word at the CDC. Um, we are talking about a virus that reanimates the deceased and sustains itself through consumption of human brain tissue. And that doesn't sound anything like a, like a zombie to me. That's a, that's a term that folks in the media like to use to stir up anxiety. But I do want to address what I think is people's real concern here, and that's the economy. If there's anything that needs to come back from the dead, it's jobs. If you are bitten, you can stay at work up until the moment you begin to crave human brains. And I think we really want to get that message out there. I take this opportunity to share with you the CDC's Bite to Work program, which consists of just a few... The only course of action right now is to grab the brat the other household members, the dog, and set the goddamn house on fire. Why? Why can't you people get this through your heads? Why? Imagine randomly seeing that on your feed with no context. <laughs> so one of the things I was doing before I even thought about being a writer was reviewing horror movies. Um, but when I started, it was completely unorthodox. So in my opinion, watching horror movies is a participation sport. And the more I'm yelling at the characters in a movie, the more fun I'm having. So way back in the day, I used to post what I was yelling on Facebook in real time without context. And of course, when I first started doing that, naturally people were alarmed because they had no idea what I was talking about. And then that concern later turned into annoyance because nobody knew what movie I was watching at the time. It was suggested more than once that I started doing movie recommendations, and from that was the dawn of the DVD pick of the week. So I started a blog, and with pen and paper in hand, I started recording my outburst. And the beginning of these um, written reviews, it would always start off with something like, in the early morning of the hours of July 12th, 2004, Crystal Connor, with a bowl of popcorn and a Coke, settled down to watch a movie. For the next 77 minutes, her neighbors were subject to screaming, crying, and cussing outbursts as she watched whatever movie I was watching. And then I would write like, entry one, don't take your ass up into that attic. And then however many times I screamed at the TV is how many entries there would be. And then afterwards I would write a summary of the plot line, the scariness factor, the gross out factor, um, any complaints and hype points that I had, my personal commentary, and then I would star it on a five-point rating system. My very first official review was Lars Jacobson's 2008 Baby Blues, um, which I rated a four and a half stars. So by this time in my writing career, I was one of the new kids on the block when it came to new and upcoming authors. I was being interviewed and talked about, and I garnered the attention of the team over at HorrorAddicts.net. They had interviewed me a couple of times, and then they asked me to review horror movies for them, and of course I was over the damn moon. The first review I did for them was in 2014 for a movie called My Sucky Teen Romance, which got five stars. Working for Horror Addicts was a game changer for my reviews because I was being assigned movies that I would have never watched on my own, and my reviews started getting international attention. 
um, the first one I saw was from um, Australia and it was from the writer of Inhuman Resources who said he had never even read a review like that and couldn't help but wonder what part of the movie I was watching when I said what I said. So my live action review was, was gaining traction and before I knew it, writers, directors, and sometimes even actors would send me movies requesting um, for it to be reviewed either via Horror Addicts or on my YouTube channel. And then the screeners came from big name production houses like A24, Bloomhouse, and Neon. The next thing that happened as a result of me screaming and cussing at people in horror movies was I was asked to be a judge at the Crypticon Seattle Film Festival, um, which I have been doing now for five years. And then two years later, I was invited to judge the Bleedingham Film Festival. Before the current apocalypse, I would attend and cover film festivals for horror addicts for a segment called On Location. One of my favorite things about watching horror movies back in the day was the DVD extras. And that was like all the behind the scenes and blooper reel footage. Um, it was just kind of like really fun and insightful to see what was going on behind the scenes. But as things moved to streaming, that option wasn't always widely available. The next best thing actually well, actually it was better, was being at film festivals or conventions and meeting directors and writers and actors in person. And yes, I would quietly yell at them and demand answers like any rational fan would do. In 2014, I sold the movie rights to my short story called um, Charitable Acts that's gonna be part of an anthology called The Seven Magpies. And I'm currently in the process of writing a story that I pitched to a filmmaker that was accepted. Super excited about that. I've come a long way from posting random rants and outbursts about the stupid shit people do in horror movies on Facebook. Um, this last weekend, I had the amazing opportunity to work as a production assistant on the set of a horror movie. And guess what I did? <laughs> yep, you guessed it. Caught up in the moment, I yelled at an actor in the middle of his scene. <laughs> I was actually mortified, you guys. You should have been there. But since you weren't, I offer you the next best thing. A few notes from the author's very first guest, the screenwriter for the movie set I was on, Jan Telly. If you guys don't know who she is, she is the screenwriter for a short that won a billion zillion awards called Justified. So Jan, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to be here and so nervous. Don't be nervous. <laughs> so like, let us know who you are and what your passions are and like, you know, Introduce yourself. Who I am in a nutshell, huh? <laughs> um, I started out as a novelist. I actually had no intention of being a novelist. I uh, started just writing my thoughts and my feelings out, as most people do, just as a form of therapy. And I'm like, oh, this is kind of an interesting book. So, so I kind of went out in a novel, you know, format. My first one, I. Uh, sold to uh, partnered with Publish America and didn't have a great time with <laughs> with them. Um, so I wound up buying my rights back to that and started self-publishing. So a lot of my stuff, you know, people don't really know it's there. I'm not really great at self-promotion. I'm not great at, you know, plugging myself. So I am so grateful for platforms like this and to meet you. I I literally, when I met you and you knew my book, I literally said to you, I think you've got me mistaken for somebody else. <laughs> nobody has ever done that to me. Nobody has ever said, wait, I know you. And I'm like, yep, no, yep. you don't. And you so don't. like, <laughs> um, and we'll like get to that soon. Cause like I got goosebumps just like remembering that. So um, what was the title of your first book? Like, first of all, like, how did you go from journaling to writing a novel? It just kind of everything, all of these emotions started purging out of me. So I wrote my first novel was called Coming About, and it's about a woman who is in a difficult, strained relationship in a marriage, long-term marriage. Her daughter goes off to college. Her marriage falls apart. Her life falls apart. She has to figure out who she is and where to go from there. So I wrote so like a lifetime movie. Yes, yes. Uh, contemporary women's fiction, I guess they call it. So I wrote that and then I just went crazy. And, <laughs> and I had people telling me, 
who read the, that first novel that there's a, a, a section in there that I talk about being from Misfit Island and feeling like I never fit in and, you know, feeling like I'm a stranger in my own body kind of. And I had so many women especially come up and say, oh my gosh, I, I know that feeling. I feel that way too. And I started thinking, you know, why do we feel that way? Then my, you know, the, <laughs> the creative juices started going and I'm like, Maybe because we're aliens in human <laughs> bodies. Because <laughs> that's like a, a, a huge arc from women's contemporary to writing really dark, <laughs> like um, Justified and Thank You and um, what was the other one? Rogue's Hollow. Rogue's like Hollow was an actual town where near the next town over where I grew up and we used to go there. You know, it has Crybaby Bridge and a house that drips blood and all the fun, scary haunts. And I thought, you know, what if some creepy people actually did live there that had sinister <laughs> thoughts i like the cover of rogue hollow i didn't read that one i just like like went back after i recognized who you were i really like because like how you said that you're not um doing a lot of um promoting and you're not doing a lot of like social media and plugins so like the picture that i saw of you is a little bit older than like it's not an updated picture so like i didn't like put two and two together and i don't know what happened like i was staying next to abby and i was like who's the writer and she's like jan tilly and i was like jan tilly <laughs> she wrote justified and abby's like no she didn't and then i pulled out my phone and i went to amazon i'm like this is her and then we both looked at you and you're like what's going on and we're like you're jan tilly and you're like I think you guys have a mistake. That's like, that's exactly what you said. I think you guys have a mistake. And I showed you, I'm like, isn't this you? You had like, to show me the book cover to prove that right, I was like, right. no. And you're like, of another justifier. you're like, it is me. And I'm like, I've been standing next to you all freaking day. Didn't ask for an autograph. Didn't like I was just. You know, oh my gosh! Yeah. No one <laughs> has ever asked me for an autograph. So you know, sign some books and get. No, that's no, crazy. I can't I believe am Just an average Joe. I just <laughs> you know, there's nothing special about me. There's nothing, nothing special about my writing. I feel yes, like there is. Yes, there it. is because. Like I, I, I know that you're saying that there's nothing special about it, but Justified like ended up with over like 15 awards. Um, I don't see how you think that that's not special, right? Like Justified is every bit worthy of everything that everyone says about it. Um, it it's just like women-centered um like this character doesn't know who her mom is her her dad is kind of crazy and dangerous and and there's a lot of just like there's just like so much familiarity i guess it is with justified and then the way that the story kind of like unfolds itself and like you just said a moment ago that you weren't thinking about becoming a screenwriter so how did you like how did you get here like i met you on this on a set of another movie that's going to be happening from you from a book that you wrote so like how did you make that transition from a novelist to a screenwriter? and then how did you um get your justified because justified is the one that like got all the accolades how did you go about getting that out into the world for us to enjoy and love and recognize you on a movie set <laughs> Well, just to give everybody some encouragement, yeah, those 15 awards that I won, there are also like 50 awards that I didn't get and that rejected. No, we're not doing it. we're not doing that. We're not doing that. You have to I'm just saying don't feel bad. People think they get rejections. I get them all the time. So that's part of the game, right? No. Nope. You have 15 <laughs> awards. Okay. We don't care about the 50 you didn't get. You have 15 awards. One of the things as a writer, because I'm not, I'm not humble. Like anyone who knows me, who follows me everywhere knows that I am not a humble person. I don't, I, if my whole idea is if you don't toot your horn, who else is going to, right? And yeah. I think it's really interesting that people want to like kind of dim their light to make other people comfortable. You're an award winner. You are an award winning screenwriter. Like 
why are you downplaying that? Like, that is a fucking big deal. Like, that is a fucking big deal. And I want you to, like, know that. You know what I mean? Like, thank you. That's a fucking big deal. Like, I appreciate well, that. Because you have screen rights that have, like, submitted their work and no one's even looking at them. And you have 15 awards. So what we're not going to do on the show is, like, dim your light, right? Like, shine as bright as you need to because it's not going to take anything away from anybody else right your light doesn't dim mine mine doesn't dim theirs especially as women were taught at a very young age to like you know be humble and not like brag about our achievements but no do brag about your achievements because like who knows there's maybe a 15 year old girl who's watching this episode right and here you are who wasn't even trying to become an author not only are you an author you're a screenwriter you have 15 awards so let's start all over okay right. <laughs> sorry thank so, you for that <laughs> um how, what was the process of like writing justified from the book to the screenwriter to like actually getting it on film i wrote actually the screenplay of that first i it's kind of an interesting story um i moved out here to, to the Seattle area from Indiana. Got like my dream job. I was working uh, counseling, working as a coordinator, care coordinator for teenage boys with addictions. Nice. And I was a month into the job, just moved cross country a month into the job. And one of the kids decided to hit me in the face with a laptop computer. So my life spiraled into the biggest hole I've ever been in in my life, I think. You know, depression, PTSD, agoraphobia. I couldn't leave my apartment for two years. After I, the incident with the child? Yes. Wow. Yes. So it just completely fucked up my life. It was a mess. And during that time, I thought, you know, rather than just sitting here and wallowing in my pain and suffering, I had to try to force myself to get out of my own head it wasn't a pretty place in my own head and to do that i'm like i'm gonna learn how to screen write. so i you know i started you know focusing on that and did the youtube tutorials and all that stuff to learn how to do it and i just started you know writing stuff out i partnered with the uh, uh northwest screenwriters guild and you know met some people there and you know met a great fellow uh wally lane who's kind of become like a writing partner to me he's a great sounding board everybody mm -hmm. knows wally he's just amazing so he really helped encourage me like you're doing now and saying you tell good stories you know you've got something here let's work on it let's pursue it so i think now i've got four screenplays written and a couple of shorts and 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 then i it was really a hard thing to do to take screenplay and transfer it into a novel and to take a novel and, and transfer it to the screenplay it's such a difference it's very freeing on some levels because the screenplay you don't have to put all the prettiness in there you don't right, have to say right. what color the flowers were and right. what your fart smells like you know you just say they farted you know it's just right, very right it's very freeing but then it's fun to go back to the novel version and put all these flowers. So it's kind of, I'm kind of loving both aspects of it. So every novel, every screenplay, everything I do, I'm doing in both aspects. And it's just so fun. Crazy because like I have, I'm such a descriptive writer that I have a hard time like explaining it at its bare minimal, right? Like I have an amazing gift that I can describe anything that I can see. Um, I paint with my words. Um, when people read my work, they say that it's like watching a movie, um, which I like that because I'm super easily seduced by visuals. And so to try and like take all of that and put it into a screenplay form, it's like me trying to learn original latin like you know the latin that they spoke when jesus was still alive it's like a hard concept for me to understand and, and to just like know that that's just all that i need it was bright outside and then move on to the next like that's like something that i'm struggling with but i'm like you know working through it but the fact that you can go back and forth between the two and you're doing that for every piece of work that you're doing is just i'm hella jealous because that is an incredible talent like 
Wow. It's fun. But you know what? If you want your story told the way you want it to be told, you have to do both. Right. 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 Because right. I want that screenplay to be true to the novel and the novel to be true to the screenplay. And if you give it to someone else, God only knows what it's going to end up being so right right so that's and so that. then um because you are part of um the northwest film guild is that why it was an easy transition to like um pitch your screenplay or did how did that work i actually met uh the director who's doing um the short that we're working on um through my writing partner um so he's a uh, he was a director of photography wanting to you know move into the director role and he you know he he read another piece that i had written called the creature he's like oh i really like that i really like that i think yeah let's do that and then he said what else do you have and then i let him read thank you and he's like nope that's it that's the one right there no questions asked so he has just pulled together an amazing team of people that are it's just it's it's a really weird experience because this is my first one and it's so weird to watch these characters that I've created in my head, like become real. What it's, is that like? Like it's like, weird. Is it really? It's like, really so weird. Like, when you're watching these guys, like play out the characters that you imagined in your head, are they like spot on or like, no, no. they're very different, but they bring, they bring more to it than I could have ever even imagined. I'm just blown away. The the actress that we've chosen for this, oh my gosh! It, I don't know if I can name names and all that stuff. But. Well, we'll just stay safe. <laughs> <laughs> and so, but, um, how I was able to meet Jan in person is because I am. If you guys have been following me from like the beginning, you know how I love the DVD extras, right? And so, this was my first set of being on a horror film as a AP, which is a production assistant, and to be behind the scenes, like I'm gonna be part of the DVD extras, right? So like, that was like so exciting. And um, we were watching the actors, like it's really interesting because like for me, cause I was standing behind the director of the lead photographer or the lead, I think he was the director, wasn't he with the, yeah, he was, no, 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 he was the, um, the lead camera guy, the director of photography, that's what he was. Sorry. And so I was standing behind him. And when I was looking over his shoulder onto the set, it was like normal, like we were in a bar and we we're hanging out. But the minute you look into his camera, it becomes a movie. And like to look from his camera and up and back again, it was just like really interesting. And like, here, I think being being um, having the opportunity to be on your set gives me a lot of insight because I am a film critic and I can be critical because that's what I do, right? But to see it on happening in real time, like to see them take five shots of the same scene, like, and to see what how much it takes to like um, set up each scene and um the um preparation that goes in each scene just gives me such a um a bigger appreciation of what goes on and to produce a movie so i i am super grateful that i was allowed to be on your set as a as an ap and and hopefully you know my, my services are here for you if you ever need them again Thank so you. um um, without saying the title of, because I think we're still under contract to not say anything, um, can you tell us the plot of the movie and, and how that came um, into fusion? Um, you know, people have called this a Me Too movement piece, and it, on some levels it is. It's about a woman who um, is raped and retaliates and gets revenge and you know so in many ways it is but it it's just one of those things that you write from a really personal place and last weekend is really tough um the lead actress she just i mean it was it was really heavy there was a time on uh sunday when we were filming post rape and her and i both were just bawling in each other's arms it was just so real and so raw and i literally i literally said to the director 
I regret writing this at this moment. And, you know, he had to talk me down and say, I know she's going through a lot. I know, you know, she signed up for this. I know this is really hard. I had to look away several times. I couldn't even, it was just so painful to watch how raw and how real and oh my god she has just and this is a short they're That's thinking good. you know 15 20 minutes we've already been shooting for four full days and they're talking about another day or two to kind of flesh it out even more and it i'm like you it's just amazing every camera angle and every shot and every and how the director knows which which one is the right take and right. which one is perfect and it's just it just really blows me away. It's just amazing. I've never watched, you know, behind the scenes, this process like this. And I have just learned so much and it's been, it's been life-changing. I've just, you know, I've totally got the bug. <laughs> it's like <laughs> one of the things that like, um, was really like phenomenal for me to see is goofing off with the star, right? Cause she's a ham and, yeah. uh, then watching her, get into character like her first scene at the bar where she sees what's going on her her whole demeanor changed the way like she is an a-list actress that's what they do right and just like standing there watching her transform into this character and just the way that she was looking and you could see the plotting and i was like holy shit not everybody can act like Let's just get that out there, right? Like it, it's it's either a natural talent or a talent, but I think hers might be natural. And because she was so in character, like every single time, even when we were upstairs and she was goofing off at the end, like she's she snapped back into character like that, right? And then the other um the other girl at the bar stayed in character the whole entire time, even between shots. And that's like one of the things that um me and Abby were just like watching because it was just like like how like she just like even after the cuts even after the um you know restaging for the next scene she just stayed in character and it was just like really like really just interesting and 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 just like a whole new perspective of what goes on to um create a movie and like one of the things that i thought was kind of cool that the director did for the scene that was really hard for her was he sent an email. He's like, you know, if you don't need to be there, don't, um, this is super hard. She's going to have to go to a dark place and we don't need a whole bunch of people on set. So know that. And I think that that set was a little bit light that day because it's just, you know, um, you have to go like to write something like that. You have to go into a, a dark place and then to act it out you have to go into an even darker place to like really feel what your character is feeling. So um, I could see why that would be like a really hard um, scene to shoot. And like every time I see scenes like that, I always wonder like what the aftercare for the actress is. And I'm kind of glad that she was able to like cry it out in your arms. Like, have you seen a movie, like one of the most brutal scenes like that I've seen was a movie called Bastard Out of Carolina. So, Bastard out of Carolina. I think that's the right movie. I'll I'll link it up somewhere. Have you seen that movie? I don't think so. No, I don't remember that. Uh yeah. And so there's a scene where um I think she's like 12 or 13. She has the same thing happen to her by her mom's boyfriend. And the scene is long, right? The scene is long, and then you're just thinking, like, this is just a kid. Like, how how is she okay now afterwards? And so you know, like this is like a, a super hard, um, a super hard scene to shoot. And I don't think a lot of actresses have like, um, or have the emotional support or the emotional depthness to like get in and out of that character safely. And so, especially because she's so bubbly, right? Like she's such a, a bubbly, fun person to be around, like all the selfies, all the jokes and to like, you know, see her in a position like that, I could see why everyone on the set was upset. Yeah, yeah, it was rough. She went into the bathroom and she said, give me a minute to get in character. And when she came out, it was as though it had just happened to her. It was amazing. I've never seen anything like it. It gave me chills. It made me sick to my stomach. Mm -hmm. It, you know, every emotion that should be coming up 
in a scene like that came up for me and i hope that it portrays well you know through the camera because it was just mind-blowing and we actually even you know we're deciding do we even because she she was so spot on post-rape that i don't even think we need to show the rape right right i right. think we just you know show the date then then that and I think that might even be too much. We were, you know, talking about that. We're kind of tweaking the script a little bit because she, it was just, it was a lot. It's heavy for anybody who's ever gone through something like that. You are right there. She just brought everybody to that moment. And it was, it was tough. Right. It, was, it was a rough day. It's, it's taken several days just to kind of clear the mind fog and try to process it. And, you know, I've been, you know, emailing or texting her, you know, how, are you okay? What's going on? And right, right. She's processing it very well. She's telling me anyways, but boy, she was, she was awesome. She she's was an amazing good. Like she's so, so incredible the way that she can just slide into character like that. Like I, I yeah. saw her for like two different scenes. The one where she was the, um, bar, like she was the waitress and then she was at the bar one night and and i was standing behind the director of photography and i was looking at her because we were like just a moment ago everyone was like goofing off right and then the minute he said action it was like it was a different person like it was a completely different person and, and i was just like oh my god and then another thing that happened on set that like i had to like be corrected about um <clears throat> if for all of you guys who know who watch my live action reviews i think watching horror movies is a participation sport and the more i'm yelling at a character um the more fun i'm having <laughs> but on the set i did that like i yelled out oh my god he's doomed and then he he was like cut he's like are you serious and i'm like oh i'm sorry i'm sorry but he is doomed he's like no the the sound guy like the guy that had the um the, the boom, boom. And everyone was like right and i'm like he's doomed and everyone kind of looked at me like dude what are you what go drink a soda <laughs> and so i was like 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 i said i was just like in the moment i was seeing it through the camera and i was like watching a horror movie like right in front of me, right and and i was like oh man he's doomed and even abby like jabbed me in the side with her elbow she's like we're live on set like do you know what quiet on the set means? And so they had to like kind of do that scene over, but they, they, I didn't get like, they didn't kick me out. They thought it was funny, you know, <laughs> but like, that's one of the things that like, I remember like being so like um, transported from the actors and, you know, watching it like a horror movie. And so I couldn't help myself because I always scream at, at always. And so right, that's why I watched right. them alone but like yeah that was like like i just didn't even think that i was on set i was just like you know in the caught up in the moment so and it's so much fun when you get to watch you know the playbacks and things through that little viewfinder thing that the, the director of photography looks through i'm like oh my god it looks like you know i mean for me i'm like it looks like a real movie and it's right fun. right 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 it's so exciting uh, yeah but kimmy is just the, well, the actress is just she is so good how and she's not a former formally trained actress yeah she's like i said it felt, it felt like a natural ability like you know yeah, she yeah. was just like she, she's such an amazing person like we need to be bffs because she's no, right? someone that you would hang out with go to coffee right. with and like get yeah. boyfriend advice with right and like she's just she's just as cute as a button i like her a lot i like 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 all of the um, characters that had like a major role in it. Like I remember, and, and like how you were saying how Kimmy was like having to like go there, like to go there. Um, I remember a scene in the bar where one of the guys had to like try and pick up a girl and the director was saying, you know, talk to her like, you know, and he's like, I can't, that isn't like, I can't say that to her. And, and, and I like was watching the director, um, tell him you know you're an actor you can do this we know this is not you you know but this is what the scene calls for and he was like coaching him and and then he like did like a couple of practice scenes and then he did it and then after he said cut he asked the character he's like are you okay like he's so sweet and i was like <laughs> what like this is like and to see like to be on set and see 
what the actors go through to like get these scenes done like it was just so incredible and to see like this guy this big old tough guy who like gets into an argument because um the girl that he's trying to pick up on is not trying to hear him and her friend became defensive like defending her friend and things that he said to her and stuff and he was just like at first so uncomfortable but like with the that's really one thing that's like really good about a really good director um he took he a good director will take care of the cast and like when he pulled them aside and like he was like coaching him and he was reassuring him he's like you know we're on set she's not going to take it personal i know this is not how you are and then abby was like he's not too because he's such a nice guy and so then he had to like build him up into this tough guy character and it took like two or three takes before he got it right and then like five takes later we moved on to the next scene but i thought right? that, was, that was really cool to see him just like okay i'm a good guy i'm a good guy but this guy is not a bad guy you know you know it was just like it was really just like so much fun being on set and i didn't realize how much work it was going to be because when i got home and it was just a half a day i was hurting everywhere i was like this is a lot like this is a lot after it's just four hours yeah yeah it's just it's it's completely wiped me i mean i work a full-time job on the top of this so you know it has been and it's you know i live out in squim so I'm traveling to Seattle on weekends to do that and then trying to get home in time to to be at work on Monday morning and I'm just you know dragging I'm so 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 it's just a mental fog it's amazing how much it really takes out of you especially when you're shooting all day because wasn't Sunday a all day shoot all day yeah all, all day shoot yeah yeah it's it's amazing but it's been so much fun and they they have fun you know that's the nice thing and and even the director you know the fella who wasn't comfortable hitting on the girl i love it how he, he said you know we're we're not miking this we're not booming it so just say whatever you want so he would go up to her and say i'm supposed to be hitting on you but i'm not really comfortable doing this so i'm just gonna act like i'm hitting on you and, and you know it, it looked like he was hitting on her but he was actually saying i'm a nice guy i wouldn't right. do this <laughs> he was like so embarrassed he was like you want me to say what right <laughs> i was like how cute is this giant ass six four guy who doesn't want to like you know and then that was like another thing that's interesting how they were like saying they're they're not gonna mic it because um in the and all the scenes are shot out of sequence but like at the bar scene with the gorgeous redhead like the conversation they were having was so wild like i was like are they gonna go into a sandbox and like talk over like how are they gonna fix this and like <laughs> because they, they were just saying like the most wildest off the chain stuff that did not absolutely was not in the script right. and so like <laughs> and then it was like another thing oh i forgot to tell you guys i'm i was actually an extra in her movie so i'm super excited about that but like one yes. of the things that's super hard to do is ad lipping or like like pretending you're talking without you know because that second scene where she came through and they're like you know lip sync or ad lip or whatever we're doing with our mouths and it's kind of hard to be just like because you don't know right. what to say right and so i'm like wow we all look stupid like because like what are we saying and so then like on the third take uh, i just like pulled out my phone and i was like showing my date pictures on the phone and that like worked better because we didn't have to talk and and then like yeah. on the, when we had to like when he was like i need more noise in the bar and then he was just telling me about his his film career so like you know but oh, like, nice ad-lib like be quiet and just like you know mouth words it was so awkward and so hard we're just like you know what i mean like it was, it was like it was crazy <laughs> it was it was just so crazy it but it was, was like really it was like, weird yeah it is <laughs> like it's just like to to have that perspective of being on the set and being an extra seeing how hard it is to be an extra um and then like watching like because like we we're at the bar so we had drinks and like watching the people not drink the drink and i'm like why why like i've always like wondered that when i see like the extras in the background because i pay attention to everything and i'm like 
They have food and drinks in their face. Why aren't they drinking it? I was drinking my bourbon. Um, Me too, yeah, right? Iced tea, you know? Um, I was drinking it, but like everybody else was not. And I was like, okay, I don't know how to be extra. So am I supposed to not drink it? Like what's happening here? Like, am I so, like even the guy in front of me was just like, and then putting it down. I'm like, is this a rule? Like, are we not supposed to be doing this? Like, I don't know. And like nobody, I was looking at everybody and I was the only one actually drinking my iced tea. I was drinking mine too. Glass. And maybe because they had to do so many takes, they didn't want to have to like refill or, oh, oh and this one is down, this one's yeah. uh, you know, maybe, maybe there's a rule to it, but I was breaking it too. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, like you said, like, you know, these are actors and, and it's, there's so, there's so much that goes into um, making a film. Cause even that little scene, I think there was like seven or eight shots. And if everyone had been drinking their alcohol, right. All those glasses would have been empty. <laughs> right. Yeah. I got Mine to be an extra in it too. Halfway there. And I do remember like there was one scene where, um, the gorgeous redhead, like had the bartender fill up her, her drink. She was like, they pay attention. Like actors pay attention to everything. So like she did take a drink. And then on the second take, she's like, oh, on the first thing, my drink was here. So I need this much more. And I was like, how does she even remember that? Like, it's just so much that goes on in putting a movie together. And these actors um, are just like, that's their job, right? Like that's what they do for a living. And to see them like do their jobs like in real time was just incredible. Just yeah. incredible. I, I like, it was like one of the most amazing experiences I've had. Um, and like my whole movie judging career, you know, reviewing career to be on an actual movie set of a horror movie. Like that's like, <laughs> I couldn't ask for more than that. I'm so happy that you allowed me to do that. Like, that's just, I'm so happy you were there and I'm so happy that I got to meet you. Oh my gosh. That was, <laughs> that was seriously like professionally a mind blowing moment for me when somebody actually knew who I was. <laughs> I'm it was serious. Like, it was like never crazy happened. because like you looked at me like I should have been in the asylum. Like I was like, you wrote justified and you were like, you've made a mistake. And so then I'm thinking, oh my God, am I wrong? Like this, like, okay, this, I feel super stupid. And then I pulled out my phone and I'm like, is this yours? And you're like, yeah. And then I'm like, what does she mean? I have the wrong person. Like, it was like so surreal. Cause like, I was like, I've been standing next to Gentilly all fucking day and I did not acknowledge this person right in front of me. Right. Um, and then like when I thought that maybe <laughs> that you just didn't want to be bothered. Right. Cause you're like, no. like because you were so stern about it. You're like, you've made a mistake. No. And then no, I was like, Fuck. okay, so this is the writer. I'm not supposed to be bothering her. Oh my God. And I should have just stopped, but then I couldn't because I was like, no. And so then like when I pulled out my phone and everything changed, you're like, that oh, is you me. Do know me. Oh my God. And you're like, oh my God. And then we were all crying. Like, I don't even know what happened, but like, I was like, because like, I, I've met other um, people in the industry because, you know, I, I do attend cons. I judge film festivals. I go to film festivals. Um, and sometimes not all the time, but sometimes people like you don't want to be bothered. Like you reach this certain status and then the rest of us are just peasants. And I've had that happen like <laughs> three times. And so, really? and, yeah. Oh yeah. And well, I am not, not at that status. <laughs> yes, you are. No, <laughs> yes, I'm you not. Are. Yes, you are. But like, and it's like so, it's like the way that it feels is just like so almost like being backhanded, right? Because like this, oh. here's this person who is the director of this giant ass movie, the writer, the screenwriter, the award winner, and they're on set, but they're like, so that someone can turn around, like they were doing to you, like, is this okay? Is that okay? But like, they don't want to be bothered. Like, they're just like, nope. I thank you for like helping me get to this where I'm at now, but now that I'm here, I don't want to bother with you. And so yeah. like, like, because there's not that many people who do it and when it does happen, it's very jarring. And so I had that like tiny jarring moment, but like, not in like a, like, not like the last time it happened because like the way, like usually the jarring is so abrupt that it does not leave room for anything else. It is a hard stop. Like, leave me 
alone, right? But yours wasn't like that. I mean, it almost was, but like it just had a little <laughs> bit of a door that I can open. And I, I couldn't help it. I was like, am I mad? Like, how is this not her? And then I was like looking, I was looking at my phone and I was like, she said, I had the wrong person. She said, I have, don't do it, girl. Don't do it too late. I did it. Is this you? Right. And you're like, <laughs> it is. And I was like, okay, now like, what? And then like, Abby's like, oh my God, we did a whole study on your book. And then like, then it was fine. Cause then like, we were all, <laughs> we were all crying. Right? Like, it was like that. Me too. <laughs> all three of us. Right. And then like the director's like, put it on the set. And they're all like, yeah, we're like, no, shut up. <laughs> I know. But like, it was just like, it was just like a, um, how can I explain it? Cause like, it's like that moment where you realize something like big and, and like, like in sharp, take a breath that happens. And like, like, it feels like, remember those commercials, old commercials for those candies that was chocolate and mint in the inside. And every time they bit it, they had like this whoosh of cold air. <laughs> it felt like that. When I realized who you were, it felt like that. I was like, Oh, what is that candy now? I can't even remember what it was. I'll, I'll look it up and, and like put it somewhere. And then, then I was just like, I have like, oh my God, like just you're justified. And then when you're like, you've got the wrong person, I was like, oh, Crystal, stop, like there's no stop. way. Just there's stop. no way. They're not talking about me. There has to be another <laughs> justifieds, and they're thinking of somebody, you know, really good. And I don't want to. <laughs> like, I don't want to hurt their like, feelings. Like, that was like me. the coolest, like the coolest <laughs> day, the coolest moment of that day. And there were a lot of cool moments, but like. Oh. At first, it was a little bit scary because, like, you know, there was that that hard stop, that like almost hard stop, and then I kept like I could feel it in my head. And I was like, <laughs> "Do not, do not ask her anything else." She said, "You're wrong." She said, "You're wrong," but I couldn't help it. Like it was just like, but she was nice to me earlier, so like I just have to be sure. And I so I'm so glad yeah. that you did not turn out to be like the last person that gave us gave me a hard stop because, like, usually they don't want to have to tell you again. And if they do, because like me, I'm a fucking fan and I don't know when to stop. When they <laughs> tell you a second time, like it stings. So like, I was oh. like worried that I was about to get stung, but like. No, I'm so <laughs> glad that you did. Oh my gosh. Cause I'm like, no, I, I would love this, but no, that's not me. You're thinking of somebody else. And then you're like, is this you? I'm like, oh fuck, it is me. <laughs> I know. And really? then Abby was like, what? And they're just like, why didn't you tell me? What do you mean? Why didn't I tell you? You're the, the assistant director. Like, you know who she is. Like, you did a whole study on her book. Like, what do you mean? Why didn't I tell you? And so yeah, that was like, that was like such a cool moment that that dawn of recognition and, and for you to be so fucking cool, like, and so chill and just like everybody else, like, that was like the cherry on the top. And like, me and Abby were talking about that after we got home. We're like, can we believe that? And we were with her all all day and so like yeah it was just, I think was so I was I was so excited that I think I motorboated up <laughs> <laughs> you did you did you, yeah you're like I this is great and I was like she is just like the rest of us like what like what yeah it was just it I just like kept hugging you guys so much and her boobs were right there I was like yeah. <laughs> and she's tall and you were right there so yeah yeah it was just you're just like everybody else like you're just oh my like gosh like, like, I was so excited that even better so like yeah, yeah. Like that was just, like so amazing. You um, not only made my day, my life, my career. Like that was that was just mind blowing for me. It was mind blowing for us too. Like it was. Oh my gosh, was so much fun, and I'm so glad that I got to meet both of you. And I think there's stuff going on in the future. Yes, there I'm is. so excited. Yes, there is. Speaking of future, without like any disclosures, because I know it's not done yet. Um. So my fans who are just now learning about you today, um, where can they find your books and what can they look forward to? What can we all look forward to? Um, well, they're all on Amazon. Um, they're, most of them are book format and Kindle, but I'm finding that most everybody wants Kindle. So mm -hmm. <laughs> the book 
formats are just there for the old school folks that need the paper. So I have to have I'm an ink and, and paper kind of girl, even though like 70%, even more than 70% of my sales are digital. I don't have an e-reader. So really, yeah, yeah. <laughs> because you can see them like every month you can see what is being, uh, how not every month it's every three months for me, but it shows where your customers are and how they're purchasing um this the books and um usually and it's interesting because they're not on kindle like back in the day everyone was on a kindle but now people are downloading them to their phones like can you imagine mm. reading a book on your phone and then there's like another app that i saw that's like 12 percent. i don't know what it is but it's not in the united states it's in um in kenya that they're downloading those stories oh. on so like it's probably a technology we don't even have yet um but yeah 70 70 to about 79 percent really of all my cells are digital wow that's a lot it it's is probably lot. about this yeah i'm probably about the same it's it's really amazing so i've i've got um most of my books out there now i just put justified hasn't been out too long i've got another one on the gardenia pocket watch that i've got the screenplay and the novel so that's going to be the next one going out and then second chance ranch is kind of a hallmark lifetimey thing that more of that's more kind of romance cool. you have too. such a range right like you can write like women's contemporary you can write lifetime stories and you can write horror really good horror um I can't do that. I mean, I, I know I'm a horror writer just through and through. So like, it's like really just like, that's like really cool that you have such a deep range of, because now you have fans all over the place, not just in horror writing, not just horror fans, us, but like you have romance fans and like contemporary women's fiction fans. And so with like, I think that now that, you know, you're not supposed to be shining, not dimming your light. Right. And talking about, um, what you're doing and what you have to offer i think your fan base has the potential to just like kind of explode because you have them everywhere like it was um interesting one of the things i saw i learned about um just the beginning of last month is 13 percent of my core fans read romance before they read horror and and that's interesting and so like oh. i introduced them all to my cousin because she's a romance writer but like you know like there's so many like when you break down the demographics and i'm like why are like i asked one person um she's a beta reader but like she was in that she was in that um that study and i was like if you choose romance over horror, why are you reading me? And so a lot of people, and I don't know why, it's really interesting once you write something and let it out into the world, it becomes whoever's reading it, right? And so people believe the Lazarus antidote is a love story. <laughs> what? How did you get that? But okay. Thank you for your patronage. You know what I mean? <laughs> Not the intention, huh? <laughs> right. And so like, and from there, they just stayed with me. And then I have people who support me who don't read horror, who still like talk about me and like buy my books for other people and, and stuff like that. So that's like kind of cool. But you have like, you have the potential just to like really build an amazing foundation of fans all across the board. And I really wish that for you. I get bored. I get, you know, I wrote the, the romance thing. I'm like, I don't want to be Nicholas Sparks. I don't want to have to just do that. So then I went to the sci-fi and then, I, you know, then I did a horror Then I'm just, you know, and they, they, you know, they tell you not to do that. If you follow the guidelines, oh, you have to do four, four in a certain genre to be a writer of that genre. And I've just done everything the way I want to do it. And I didn't have a problem. I think that's why it's so rules. amazing that you did it the way that you wanted to do it. Like, um you said earlier you had to get your rights back from the first publishing firm that you um went through what happened with that like what what was the breakdown do you think it was it was a really strange thing um they were charging me like 20 dollars a book for my own book so i would have to go and try to sell it for 25 which i think is ridiculous and make five dollars off of it they were going to charge me to put it on kindle which is free i had to change the title they wouldn't um do the the cover that i wanted they made it look like a sailing instruction novel oh, rather than a God. romance and you know it was just it was a accumulation of just headache after headache after headache and i'm like i'm not enjoying this relationship 
a few people. Right, so right. I, I did that science fiction one and I said, I'm just going to do it, you know, on Amazon and self-publish it. And I loved it so much. I got complete creative control. I got to pick, you know, my cover. I got to do everything myself. And I just love that so much. So I'm like, I'm going to buy the rights back and just do it all myself. So which is great, but then there's no publicity, which I suck at and all that. Right. I mean, I was just about to say like, um, and that's in like, you know, like some of um, people who are like hoping to become traditionally published so that they don't have to market. Guess what? You're going to have to market because yeah. you're, there's no way around that. Like they're not going to do that for you because they're trying to um, get the book out so they can sell so they can get their their um advance back like that's what they're thinking it's a business right and so like if you don't like go out and promote and get your sales where they need to be then you're gonna have to pay your advance back like a lot of people don't understand that but i saw an author go through that like two years ago and her advance wasn't that big but it was big enough to make things really hard when she didn't hit those cell numbers. So, oh gosh, that would be awful. Marketing. You know, she wasn't marketing. So, see, that's the bad thing. I just, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you want people to read your stuff, you want people to like your stuff, but about for me, it's just about the creative outlet and doing it. And if people find it and love it, that's great. And I don't, I, you know, I just, I just keep regurgitating and viewing mm -hmm. all this stuff out and putting it out there and hoping that people will find it like you did and, and love it and connect with it, which is wonderful. I, you know, that doesn't, I don't, I don't see that. I, you know, I get some reviews on there that people loved it, but to actually meet somebody in person that were like, I really like your book. <laughs> And I, I, I get that, like, because like the first time I was recognized outside of a convention or outside of a um, speaking engagement or a book signing, it's surreal. Like, it's so surreal. You're just like, right? Oh my God. And I like know. the first time I saw someone reading my book on the bus, I was like so hot. Like, <laughs> I didn't bother her. I was just like. <laughs> Well, and then like I took a picture and I posted it on Facebook and everyone was like, sign her book. And I'm like, I don't think so because like I don't want to like bother her. Like I was just, it's just crazy <laughs> to see people reading your work and then to like have someone come up and, and actually talk to you about your book. I can see why you're like, no, no, you got me mistaken. So, <laughs> so yeah. That's that was so incredible. It was like the funnest part of the day. And the, I the still feel like amazing. I still feel like I was being punked. I keep waiting for somebody to say, ha ha, gotcha. That's mean as heck. I don't like pranks, especially when people prank animals and kids. But like, yeah, like, why would you do that to someone? <laughs> That's oh good. Cool. It's just, you know, I just, I, I can't believe it. So it's like, this has got to be a joke. It's got to be a joke. <laughs> and then your husband was like, I knew that you had it in you. Like, he was not surprised that we knew who you were. You're like, they know, know. me. He's like, of course they do. Okay. We We're on your movie set. Like, <laughs> like we love him too, but he was like, what are you going through? Like, of course they know who you are. Don't you know you're great? Like he was just like, not even bothered. He's like, oh, okay. So yeah, he doesn't get too worked up over anything. So, you know, that's the norm for him. <laughs> he was like, of course they know you stop. Oh, that was a wonderful day. It was, it was kind of cool. <laughs> It was so um, on Amazon and then um, should we follow you on any social media? Yes, that would be wonderful. I mean, I'm Tilly Talk at, uh, on Twitter and Instagram. And then I have a Jantilly author page on Facebook. So yeah, I even showed you. I'm like, see, I'm following you on Facebook. <laughs> and you're like, oh, it was really? just like, like right. And then, um, do you have any books that we should be looking out for? If like, if someone is like just now meeting you right now and they want, cause everyone here, this is the horror dance. So like everyone here is interested in horror. Um, what book should they read of yours or which horror story should they read of yours first? Um, well, Rogue's Hollow is kind of a, I tend to like court my readers first and, you know, really get to know the characters a lot. You know, of course they say you have to have the car crash in the first page and you have to kill somebody in the first, in the first <laughs> chapter. And so I don't do that. I tend to, you know, draw you in, let you get to know the characters and all that. So Rogue's Hollow is just a fun, 
creepy. It's, it's one of those that, yeah, I'm really out of that book and I have the screenplay ready for that one, ready to go. <laughs> and then justified is just, you know, it's a psychological brain fuck basically. I'm like, there's no other way to describe that one. It's just, it's got a little bit of everything in there. It's just crazy, but it's got a, a good ending. Say <laughs> <laughs> the least. Oh my God. Thank you so much for your time. I know it's been a long day, so like I don't want to keep you too much longer, but um, this is this interview was so much fun. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode and would like to help support a few notes from the author, please share it with others and post about it on social media. But don't stop there. Leave me a voicemail here and tell me what you thought about today's show. Or if you prefer, you can just rate the show and write a review. I would totally love that too. Thanks again for hanging out with me in the Horror Den. Have an amazing day, and I'll see you guys all next week. Ciao. Bye. <laughs>